everyone. Welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank, here as always with my good friend, AJ. How you doing tonight? So well, Frank. Good to be with you. Yeah, man. Um, it is August 8th, approximately one month after the release of Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Deep in the dog days of summer. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we needed some content and I just saw it two days ago. <laughs> so, hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you got time to go see it, man. That's great. It's, it's, it's hard. You went early, right? I went, I think I did a 315. It was still considered a matinee, which is great. Perfect. Um, you know, so I, I missed the, the opportunity to do IMAX or Dolby or anything. It was just standard screening. There were people there, though, so, like, that's cool. Um, yeah. Did you see this opening weekend? I did. <laughs> I saw this opening weekend in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it was 115 degrees outside, and I took my uh, coworker. Nice. Um, and, well. and we did have fun, and it was also a packed theater at the time. Right. Um, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Well, Thor, th- Love, and Thunder. I think I made the mistake of... I think the day this movie came out, I said, I'm going to go see Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> yeah, you saw the wrong movie that day, but I, it's okay. <laughs> well, I was like, that movie is not going to be in theaters for much longer. Thor will be. So, yeah. like, but, you know, if, if I was really thinking about the timeliness of our conversation, <laughs> I should have, you know. No, no, no. But I think also we don't like really to come on here to just trash things. So I think we were both kind of sad to not do Jurassic World 3. Or, like, to even, like, not consider it to go see it. Like, I need to watch it, right? I have to have that closure. Yeah. But at the same time, like, to see that movie come out and be so ripped apart and to be so, to people to be so sad and angry is, (laughs) it's so depressing. Yeah. Um, And because we covered the second one. Yeah. And you know what? I think Jurassic World is actually a pretty good movie on its own. It's pretty good. And, you know. I rewatched the entire series. Yeah, but that's what we, you like to do. I, you know, I did. Um, it, it was fun. Um, it I was had time fun. on my hands. Was yeah, you had do? the time. I uh, so, but I. Did you get the discs, or did you have, um, or did uh, you did you stream see. it on something? I had, I have Jurassic Park, and I have the two Jurassic Worlds. Okay. Um, but at the time, they were on HBO Max, so I just did two and uh, Lost oh. World and three. On Very that. nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was fine. It, it, it was not, you know, the thing is, it's like that you can't, you can't recreate the first Jurassic Park movie. It's perfect. So. Nah, it's, it's really, you're, you are so, you're so right here, but I want to get back to the, you know, the measure at hand, which is (laughs) Thor Thor, Love and Thunder. How this movie wasn't just called Thor 4. I I don't get it. I Hmm. think Thor 4 is a great title. Thor well, 4 sells. Thor 4 puts asses in the seats. I, I hear you, but, <clears throat> you know, they're not they're not in the business of, of numbering their movies since Iron Man's. So... I, well, you know what? They should fucking think about it, because I think people... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I think that there's something to be said about, like, calling this movie Love and Thunder... And, like, you find, out, you find out at the end, spoilers for later in the podcast. Uh-huh. But... I don't know. I think that they missed an opportunity to have a really catchy short title that everybody remembers. And because now I think you think Love and Thunder, people will just call it Love and Thunder. Did you see Love and Thunder? Yes, I saw Love and Thunder. 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you don't. Have, it's not. This is not a really. It's not really a good point. It's but. it's fine. I, I'm just thinking. Like, would it have sold more tickets? I don't know. I mean, how did it do? It did okay, I guess. It did pretty good. Yeah. It did pretty yeah, good. It did. And um, uh, I mean, that's that's what you want, right? That's what you yeah. want. So um, this movie is like. This movie is a lot, and I think the larger point of what's going on now, and the reason there, people don't understand. Like, I think a lot of the main criticisms of Marvel lately is it just doesn't all feel interconnected enough. It feels like it's happening kind of in all these different places, and we have Kaiju in Cairo, and we have Jersey City blowing up. You know, it, there's a lot going on. Sure, it doesn't all seem to be there, and I think to the point that. It was the pandemic, and it was just there was a lot of content being made simultaneously without kind of the normal interaction that would happen um, pre-COVID. I, I think that par two parts of it. I think, one, all the, the things were made very quickly together using, you know, the similar spaces. So there wasn't time enough for the people on, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier to hang out with the people on WandaVision or... People who are doing Loki to like talk to, you know, anybody who's doing, you know, Love and Thunder. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think that it's just so separated out and structured that the point of it is that it is supposed to be creator driven. That big fucking Marvel criticism we were hurling at them for the last eight years, that it just feels like the Marvel game crushes the directors and doesn't let them sing. So I think that there's two ways of looking at it. There's one way of looking at it. You say the Marvel shows are, while there's more of them, they could be kind of declining in quality and continuity a little bit because there's just so much of them. And you know what? You know, to me, it's not connecting. Whereas you could also see it like, no, no, no. For the first time, Marvel has let people come in and take the reins over some of this IP that they got to have a little bit more control than maybe they would have had four or five years ago. And we get something that is truer to what these creators set out to do, which is to make just good content. Right. And and I think uh, it's not for everyone. Like every show has its own audience, kind of. And I think they're they're trying to build that out, like like with the comic books, right? Like a Marvel Comics fan isn't gonna necessarily read every book, right? They're gonna pick the ones they like, and they're gonna yeah. Then they're gonna read the cr big crossover stories and like if they need a little homework they'll go you know figure it out but like I, and i think you know the argument um that all the the angry fans were having for so long um is a little bit unfair because i keep like referring back to phase one phase two like you had these individual stories like thor the dark world that yeah and eventually connected back to the infinity saga but we didn't know that at the time like like that we got you, you have to have these stories um for the, the characters to have their own adventures in order for it to be like warrant like the stakes need to be lowered in order to warrant when they need to be raised again and the whole team needs to be together um perfectly said i you know and i think that this movie does really well of of being a Thor movie and, and giving him more of a, a place to, to just carry the whole thing in a way that I think Ragnarok, you have the buddy team of him and Ruffalo. Yeah. And you have kind of Thor as being, you know, funny and Ruffalo, even as Hulk is the straight man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's great. That was great chemistry. 
And here he really does work on his own much better than I think a lot of the other guys can in these movies anymore. But I, I want to bring this back. I think this is a Taika Waititi movie first. Yes. And it's a Thor movie second. I yes. think Taika got to really play with a lot of different stuff that he maybe have wanted to and put his imprint on it. I, you know, I, I think that this movie is a little bit trying to be too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, ultimately, I liked it. And I think that, you know, in the long, long road of history, this movie is, is good. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I liked it a lot. I think it was a fun ride. Um, one of like feels like one of my catchphrases <laughs> with these yeah. fucking things. Um, I also benefited from the hindsight of Comic-Con. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I actually don't I wasn't really spoiled on this one somehow. I guess like, uh, you know, it. it, it in retrospect compared to like Doctor Strange where there's like the huge huge like cameo reveals like like that got so spoiled for me this one it was just sort of like alright so I wasn't so worried about it um, but yeah Comic Con came and went and we, I had more of a like I can just chill and go see this movie and I'm, I don't need to worry about what Phase 4 is going to be anymore because they just told us what Phase 5 and 6 are going to be Right. Um, I could just enjoy this for what it is, and it's a, a type uh, that of was sec- That was actually smart. I didn't plan it. <laughs> I wish yeah, I could, good, I it was, was a good non-plan, though. Yeah. Um, Happy accident, they say. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we both like this movie. Uh, compared, to, <laughs> compared to Ragnarok, I mean, I think, you know, Ragnarok's probably the stronger. I mean, it's, it's like any time. I mean, I know this is like the fourth Thor, but, like, it's the second real Thor because <laughs> Taika, mm. you know, it's like, it's kind of a little soft reboot when he did it, um, taking the character in a different direction. Um, but you know, like you said, I think sometimes the jokes are a little bit too forced. Um, this is a, a rom-com mostly, you know, it's a, like, well, a, you know, it, <laughs> yes, it, it's cool that they were able to work a way to get Natalie back. Um, you know, I think that she brings a lot to this movie. Um, it definitely feels like, you know, that she gets really nice shining moments. Um, I would have liked like 25% more Natalie Portman. I Mm. think, and we know that there's a lot of deleted scenes that were cut with her that I'm sure will be on the DVD. Um, but ultimately like, damn, like more fun to be had with her character and you know i i think she but what she's great you know she brings her greatness to this you yeah, know yeah and so I think like she's finally having fun yeah like the i other think ones i don't yeah it must be hard for her you know like also it must be like i'm taking this to do this and like i'm gonna get the sweet paycheck but like i still have to make this good you know yeah and dark world they try to incorporate her more but it's somehow less <laughs> Right. You know, I don't know. I think um, the plot game of this movie is so complicated. I'm dreading it. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine how you do it. Okay. I mean, I mean, can you do can you do it? Like it's this is a really hard one. Okay. Um, The plot game, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) was invented uh, during the pandemic. OG 2020 
when we would play, we were doing all the James Bond movies, and we would do episodes for them. And an easy way for us to start the episode was to play the plot game, which is to summarize the plot of the movie in as few words as possible as to not overcomplicate these overcomplicated James Bond plots. So go back, listen to those. Come back, listen to this. Frank. Okay. All right. I think I have something. All right. Gore. Mm. Uh, Gore's daughter dies and he seeks revenge on the gods. Thor and the mighty Thor must stop him before he does. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I mean, <laughs> that's the basic basic. Um, yeah, I, maybe it is kind of simple, I suppose. I mean, this, the, this the movie's mo- not that long. Two hours. No. The opening scene is is pretty great. <sighs> Devastating as a father with a daughter. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, okay. I and it's Christian Bale, and he's just so good. <sighs> he really he really commits to the bit, man. Yeah. You know, good on him to like really fucking go there. You know, he went all out in this movie. Yeah. Al- also, the makeup looks great on him. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's great. I mean. Uh, it's being a villain is is hard I, well, or it's easy uh <laughs> being a villain doesn't always work uh but i think he does a great job uh when you have a sympathetic villain or a, a villain that you understand their motivations it makes it that much better so mm. when you start with him and you see what he's lost and why he's so angry uh you, you kind of be like, well, maybe you are want kind of want to root for this guy a little bit because that god that he killed was kind of a douchebag. And then you go to Omnipotent City and you see, oh, yeah, they're all kind of terrible, aren't they? <laughs> oh, for sure. So, um, but, yeah, uh, super sad. And, uh, but, yeah, no, he's got this necro sword and he's just going off killing the gods. And then... Uh, we get the return of Lady Sif, uh, which I think we knew was coming, but um, I think that was a fun, funny beat, uh, which is kind of how the movie sets off because uh, Thor decides to go rescue her. Um, so, okay, let's take a bit minute here on the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. That, yeah, you really that, like Guardians. That that first film to me is just like perfect. Yeah, it's um, a very excellently made film. Um, I'm very much looking forward to three. I can't wait for that trailer to come out. Um, I was so excited when they were in, in Infinity War. I think they had a great role. And you know where they leave off with Endgame, it's like okay, this is cool. This is exciting. We're gonna have Thor with them, and we're gonna see. That was pointless. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, I I don't really understand why. I mean, it, it can it kind of feels like well they were in this movie because they had to be because that's where they all ended up at the end of Endgame. Well, I I also think that you know the movies tend to leave out like the day to day goings on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the movies aren't like it's not like Day in the Life of Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. The movies are like, look, this is some major shit that's happening to Spider-Man. Right. So 
I think it would be a great like animated cartoon that maybe they're gonna have where it's like you know Thor with the Guardians. That would be totally sweet. Yeah. I don't think that they'll don't they have a Guardians cartoon already? Uh, I mean not not canon, but it, they did or they they do. But and then I wonder about the holiday special. I mean I think it's gonna happen after this the event of this because it's supposed well, to lead I, into volume, volume three. But sure. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think it could be James Gunn. I think he's like too precious with these characters mm. to let other people have them. You know what I mean? Because so like, I, they're all there, but they don't say anything. They have, they serve no purpose. Like the only one that really does anything is is Quill, and like that's fine. Um, well, you have to set Thor off on a Thor adventure. You know what I mean? Sure. And I, I don't think that they could afford. You know, yes, they can, but they also I don't think it's. That's not how they make these movies. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, like, so here's how I fix this movie. As much as I would have loved to see it, like you just you drop them off. Like you say, like yeah, like the movie opens and instead of having the whole like um, Korg dialogue and the whole sequence, you just say like we're done. <laughs> and they like they just drop them off, and then we spend that 15 minutes with Jane instead. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it pains me idea. to say that because I love the Guardians, but like they just they don't serve a purpose here. Um it's you know, it's fun, cute ish, you know, the banter between him and Quill, like we had that in the last movie, uh or in that game, but uh I don't know. It just it, it didn't really work for me. I was I guess I was disappointed, I was excited about it and it didn't really land. Um but anyway, so that's how the, the they split up because they're going to distress calls because of all the gods get that are getting killed and so thor and korg and his epic uh goats what are, th yeah. what are their names they don't name them in the movie but i think they have names they, they definitely have like cool like badass like, like norse names teeth nasher and like something smasher i don't know they have like very like metal names i think yeah this movie's pretty metal it's it's super metal but like i i <sighs> Now that you've seen Stranger Things yeah. and how to really use metal, like, and the big comeback, hopefully, that it, it could have, like, maybe, like, that would be kind of a cool thing, too. Um, hey, man, they should have used more songs. Like, it was cool to have all the Guns N' Roses stuff. That was great. Yeah. Um, and, like, if you go back to Ragnarok, it's really just that one Led Zeppelin song. But I don't know, man. The, the metalness of this... I don't know. This needed more harmonized guitars. Like, th yeah. couldn't they do like Bill and Ted like that at times? Like, and have just like bumpers of just like <laughs> diddly loo. Like, that would be totally sweet. Well, and because like the Ragnarok soundtrack had more of a like synthy, synthy kind of vibe, and and it, maybe it's just a soundtrack that or the the score that needed to be hammed up a little bit more. Hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean Taika didn't have as many needle drops in Ragnarok. So it's like if James Gunn made this movie, man, yeah, that, that, tons that, more songs. Yeah. Tons more. Um, so, I mean, I liked it. I think, you know, we'll get to this at the end. I mean, the sweet child of mine has like major thematic reasons too. It's not just like, it was like, it was always there in the trailers and stuff. And I was like, there's going to be a reason for this. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, but yeah, no, it, it it works. I I I mean, those they're just great songs. So like to hear them at at these epic moments is is fun. 
I think Hemsworth was great in this. I think Bale is really great in this. I, I mean, he got great. He gets good performances. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't know how I'm feeling about Korg day to day. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's a lot of Korg. It, it was a lot of Korg, and you know, it's hard when the director is the one that voices him. It's like. What are you gonna do? Who are you gonna tell him no? Like who tells him no? Nobody tells him no. He's gonna he's gonna do exactly what he wants to do. I think it was a lot of Korg. I mean he uh, he's voice over <laughs> the voiceover yeah. the whole movie. He's the he's the he's it's it's so much. Um you know, maybe you know, less Korg, more guardians. But we'll see. Sure, sure. This also I think sets up Thor as a cosmic entity in the in the realm of space because that's like all the next level of space is all the cosmic crazy people. Right. And Thor is kind of a part of that. Totally. And he's connected to Earth, but, you know, maybe not so much anymore. And, uh, you know, with Asgard gone still, like, yeah, like, and he's not the king, you know, it's like he like that's kind of. I think that's what his journey of this movie is, right? Right, like so, like he he gets off Endgame, and he they he talk they talk about like how he's getting his groove back. Basically, this movie is him getting his groove back, and he's gonna go on Thor space adventures now. Yeah, and when listen, I think the visuals in this movie are like pretty stunning. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I, um, <sighs> I don't think that we got enough of them. Like this movie almost needed more B-roll. You know what I mean? Like, mm. get, like how Star Wars always has a really an extra five seconds of the planet. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like just like in, in cap, bring me to the world. You know You've what I got, mean? Like, like the the runtime is down. Do it. Right? Like let's go. Let build it up. Like Dude, show the, me the show shadow, me some stuff. The shadow realm. Yeah. So so cool. Such a cool effect. And then well, that's definitely that. You know, that's definitely Taika being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it black and white for a good five to seven minutes. And, and, and you're just going to have to deal. And the way that their weapons, when they utilize them, you could still see a little bit of color. Uh, it was so, listen, so cool. It's very cool. Very fun. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they did that. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. amped up the experience. You know, I think that the crowd cheery moments in this movie like they were kind of few and far between. I think the two big ones for me are uh, when Natalie Portman shows up and then when Thor gets stripped naked by Russell Crowe. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, they were smart to do less of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this movie doesn't feel like the raucous, um, what they thought Multiverse of Madness was gonna be like. Right. Where every moment is supposed to be, you're going to stand up and shit your pants when you see this. Yeah. And, you know, like, it just wasn't. Um, or we were all, like, sitting at our seats. We're like, okay. 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 What? What? I, you know? I, I watched that on, I think it was Friday. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Megan hadn't seen it still and was like, it's time. Because we had yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. just did uh, – no way home like a couple weeks ago so we're like all right let's do this one and it i didn't intend to be like double bill <laughs> Thor, yeah. but uh yeah i mean uh, re-watching that movie you know i still feel about the same it, you know <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing uh 
no big revelations there. Um, Do you, I mean, this movie is, is less good than Ragnarok, all right? It just is. Yeah. I'm sorry. But the reason Ragnarok rocks so hard is because I think going in the story of Ragnarok in the comics and like the different directions that they pulled from to tell the story, like that, that they, plus Planet Hulk, like like they they really made it kind of special, and I think it was one of the mo one of those just like perfect timing kind of things where you could use both Ruffalo and Hemsworth in a movie because you can't have a solo Hulk movie and that they got them to be so charming and likable together on this great, you know, CGI miasma. It worked. But I also think the reason Ragnarok works, it's such a small story that, you know, yes, you have the Doctor Strange scene, but you take that out. That is like even still kind of with it, it does kind of move pretty fast. But the that take take that out like that is a totally standalone movie that would totally just rock like it 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 moves it has incredible pacing mm -hmm. this movie had odd pacing at different times yeah because it thinks that. it's funny and it's not that funny so it's 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 paced weird yeah yeah I know um, what you mean. um okay all right can we talk Let's about ta uh, yeah go ahead uh, something i didn't even put this in the notes but um no tom hiddleston yeah missed him i missed him i missed him too I mean, I, I don't think anyone was expecting him. No, I definitely was. I, I thought that they would do something. You know, mm. I think that we know he's out there, you know, doing stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it'll play into the early rumors that Thor will be in season two of Loki. Um, um, interesting. Okay. Well, I think he's Hemsworth is like the perfectly made guy for the MCU to just pay lots and lots of money to yeah you know because like he, he doesn't age so and his aging now will only help him look more cool yeah so they're just like all right like we just keep this guy on the payroll and keep him happy like fuck around he can be in anything um yeah man i, I missed i missed tom hiddleston a lot yeah and, and you know because especially especially in ragnarok you have a whole new layer to their their relationship and like that that comedy element um so like yeah you definitely miss it and yeah i don't know i again like i said i wasn't expecting it but you know could i i guess it means that whenever there is a, a reunion between the two which they, it's going to be cool it's going to be very cool um so you, you you need to miss them before you can uh you know yeah oh uh, for sure all right so um let's eternity what do you think of eternity <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. Um, well, I think it's a hard concept to kind of show in a movie. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think that there are more interesting ways you can show him. I think it looked cool, but I, I this could also be our first real. This is just our first look at him. Yeah, I guess I, I maybe was expecting like. A, like a conversation <laughs> or like, mm. you know, a voice or a, a feeling or, I mean, like I think back to like Captain Marvel with the whole um, Supreme intelligence thing. Like there was, there was something, you know, like some sort of mind fuckery, like, okay. Um, or like, uh, 
or even Guardians 2 when, I mean, there's the, the moment where, like, you see where uh, Quill is with Ego and he's like, I see eternity. Like, I don't know. I, I just, it felt built up to me and then it just sort of was just like, okay, we're just going to this weird, like, like water temple from Legend of Zelda or Ocarina of Time. <laughs> like, sure. Like, okay. Um, no, sure. I mean, ultimately, it's like, you know, they're going to go there. Right. You're not going to tease going to eternity and like Stormbreaker almost opens the door. It's like, yeah, no, they're going to open that door. They're going to get there. Like it, it just has to happen. Those were the only jokes I thought that worked. The the hammer be, Stormbreaker being jealous of Mjolnir was the only <laughs> jokes I thought were funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anthropomorphizing anything is always a good, good move. Uh, you know, like just watching Dr. Strange with the cape and everything. The mm-hmm. cloak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Strange. I'm sorry. He doesn't care. <laughs> um, yeah, man. The ending of this movie is, you know, this movie has two endings. Very Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, you know, uh, the little girl, you know, gets to come back and now has a new space dad who's not a, you know, a God-murdering person. Um, could have used seeing some more gods being murdered. You know, didn't really get a ton of that. Yeah, for the god butcher, uh, he really just uh, was more of Gore the children capturer. Yeah, he was definitely a children capturer. Um, I mean, I guess there's the, the all the, the images on the screen was like, oh, he's killing all these gods. You know, I mean, have him like fuck up something in omnipotent city. I don't know. It's like they're all getting fat, like. But they they clearly didn't see him as a threat. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was fine. Um, what were we just talking about? Uh, the ending. The ending. Oh, the girl. Um, yeah, I think... So, Uncle Thor, that's cool. We don't know her name. Hmm. Um, we, I guess... Korg tells us that they go by love and thunder so um, that's you know I don't think I don't know if her name is love (laughs) but you know that's the concept Um, she's very cute I think uh, her like her accent and the way that she's kind of sassy to him and uh, has some sort of powers I guess Hmm. but also I guess anyone can wield Stormbreaker is that true I think that's kind of what it is, which always at first confused me because I was like, like when when they made Stormbreaker, it's like, oh, shit, Groot is worthy. He can lift it. I think (laughs) anybody can pick it up. I think anybody can use it. Um, No, it's a. I think it's cute. You know, it's 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 also funnier to put the little kid with the big hammer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I want to. I guess. You know, for Thor, I'm happy that, like, he has all this great resolution and stuff. But I also like when our, we can see, like, where our characters are kind of, like... Th- it feels very Iron Man 3. You know what I mean? Where, like, mm. his arc as a solo superhero-carrying movie guy, you know, he's completed a bigger, grandiose... More, a more grandiose story at this point. His... He is now a father. He's passing on his lessons. He's becoming responsible. Uh, you know, he's he's right. grown. So We've seen and, him come away from it this different. Right. And back, like, when we thought, oh, is there going to be an Iron Man 4, blah, 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 forever, 
like the conversation could there be a Thor five? It's like if there is, it's just sort of gravy at this point because his arc is done. Um, he's been in so many of the movies, but um, I mean, they they do say Thor will return. Um, I think it's gonna be uh, he's gonna be in at least one of the Avengers movies. Like that's that's for sure. Um, but yeah, will he ever have another solo one? I I don't know. I don't know if they I, not on the docket for right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that they they tried to set they so we can get right into it. So, you know, the the forward thinking in this movie is is not what you think it is. This is almost this is, you know, this is wrapping up. You know what I mean? You're wrapping up a character. You're not really sending them off to do more adventures even though the ending certainly looked like that. Um, so yeah, so not only do we have the, you know, the Greek pantheon of gods in, uh, the, uh, DC universe, they also exist, uh, out here in, uh, in the old MCU. We meet Zeus early on, and then we get to meet Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Um, yeah, uh, that surprised me. <laughs> Again, mm. I wasn't spoiled on that, which is happy about. Um, Hercules is an Avenger, so in the comics, so yeah, I mean, but then, so what does that mean? If if he's off to go, you know, kill Thor, does that mean that, like, where is that going to happen? What, like, where is that thread going to be picked up if not in another Thor movie? Hmm. I, it's, I think it will be. <laughs> I, I think I think that will be that. That's what. But I also think. That if you look at the past post-credit scenes of the last couple of years, a lot of them are some empty threads, man. They are, you know. They so sure are. I'm curious. Maybe maybe this is just an idea. Maybe this doesn't really happen, mm-hmm. you know. But maybe it does. And if it does, hey, man, we'll be there. We'll 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 talk about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so do you think that this? Do you think that? Did you ever imagine that there would have been four Thors? You know what I mean? To me, it seems like one of the superheroes that you would never imagine going to a fourth movie of. And even, he's, this is not even his fourth movie. This is like his eighth movie. Sure. No, I mean, uh, I, I thought there would have been four Iron Mans. I thought there could have been four Captain Americas. There will be, but four, it'll be a different Captain America. Four, four Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that we got four Avengers movies, like, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but no, Thor was not one, especially after the second one. It's like, well, we didn't think there was going to be a third one. <laughs> mm. it, it's so interesting the way that it's developed. You know, yeah. I, I don't think anybody could have imagined it. Uh, you know, I'm also curious to see which of, like, the... Taika Waititi people come into his Star Wars movie once it starts getting cast, mm. um, which I imagine we got to start hearing about soon. Man, that was so funny. The, the uh, Natalie, that's a great bit. The Natalie Portman. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you want to do a Star Wars movie with me? <laughs> I've been in Star Wars. <laughs> really? <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, it's, all right. It's, so let's talk about her. Um, yeah. The Mighty Thor. I mean, I think... If you if you read the comics or if you just read up on this character from the comic book arc, uh, you know this it was like a decade ago or whatever, you kind of have an idea what's going on. 
Jane mm-hmm. Foster in the comics has cancer. She wields Mjolnir and is able to become Thor and it holds off her cancer. For a short while. For a short while. I don't think, I mean, for me, I was not surprised when that this is the story of the, the movie. It, you know, it's like, you're kind of like, oh, I hope not. You know, that's sad if she has cancer, blah, blah, blah. But this is the, that's like, this is why they're going to do it, right? Um, and that's why she comes back, right? That's like, there's, there's meat to this story. Um, like, you don't just come back to be like Jane Foster again after the, the dark world. Um, no. So, um, yeah, like, you know, especially the way that because Mjolnir is destroyed. <laughs> like, there's more to it. There's not just like, oh, well, I'm just going to pick up the hammer. It's like, no, like, she brings it back. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing her as Thor or with the power of Thor, it's all very fuzzy, like, what that means. Like, is he Thor? Is there the power of Thor? Is he, like, named after the power of Thor? <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's 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 a weird place at this point, um, but I think no, I think she's great. I think what is interesting about, you know, she's the first like you know, we have we seen well we've seen uh, Peter Quill's mom die of of being sick too. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It's definitely that heavy emotional beat. I think that they do well to kind of break it up, but. I don't know. Like I said, I think I could have used some more Portman. I think that her, you know, her origin, her, you know, using the powers for the first time, like I would have been, it's cool that she's so competent and knew exactly what to do, but I I also would have loved to have seen like a scene of her, you know, playing around with it or or using them in a different way than we'd know about. Yeah. I mean, I I think they wanted to have it like, you know, the us, the, the reveal to Thor and the reveal to us, the audience, at the same time, which, like, I don't know if we needed because, like, you, you kind of assume what's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would much rather have seen, okay, she's going to go off and, like, be a superhero for a second and let's see her, like, save her first per- person or something, you know? Like, um, I thought it was also very cool that, like, because in the comic books, like, Thor originally was Donald Blake and, like, he had, like a mortal form that transformed into Thor, but like they never did that in the movies, but we actually see that here. And like we see her put down the hammer and like, she like goes back to, you know, Jane as like cancer Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was neat. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, the idea that it's like burning off her chemotherapy and any, any, any good that she's trying to do to try to, to heal herself um, it's like it's keeping her alive, but it's also killing her. Um, so sad, but uh, you know she gets to to go off in in battle and and uh, I you know I, when she, when he leaves her there at the hospital bed, it's like well, well she's not gonna stay there. <laughs> sad. Well, now, Sanding. so the wrapping up her arc, uh, the last post credit scene we see is her arriving at. Valhalla, uh, yeah, and being greeted by the one, the only, Idris Elba Heimdall. as Heimdall re- reprising his role again. Um, yeah, I think the idea of MCU Valhalla is a very cool idea. Absolutely, and and you know, I I figured that was what was going to happen. You know, she turned to the sparkly dust like uh, 
like Odin. So it's like, okay, wherever he went, she's going. So yep. uh, that's cool. Um, I mean, I do think they're leaning into these other realms and the afterlife and stuff. Like they did it with Moon Knight. So I think th there's a possibility that we may see more stuff of that. Like the gods yeah, I, and, and, and clearing up what all that means, the dimensions. There's just so much more that they can do. Um, but, you know, if this is the last we see of Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, I also wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, I think this. I think she's done. Yeah. I think she's definitely done. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was Thor 4. Um, listen, I, I loved all the costumes. I loved the art department in this movie. The the designs for the creatures at the very beginning, like that, all really stood out to me. Mm. I think I, I think I will remember it. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think it looked it, very cool. I think some of the, especially in Omnipotent City, like the other gods, like the guy that's like a head and feet. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that guy's funny. Um, there's some other beings there that just kind of stand out. Yeah, no, I think I think it looked really cool. Um, I I love that the the beat of of finding out that Korg or whatever his race um, uh, are, is basically all males, and so it's like he's like he meets Blaine, <laughs> <laughs> guy with a mustache. I think that's funny. Um, so yeah, no, I I think it's good. I, it, again, probably too much exposition, too much C three PO telling what's what's going on. Um, okay, you have a question on here. I don't know if we really drilled into it. Are we getting the strongest Avengers off the table for a reason? Yeah, it kind of feels like to me in a similar way where you had to get Thor and Hulk off of World to have Civil War. Yeah. It seems to me like we're about to get a new version of Hulk we've never seen before in a couple days, right? Yeah. Then we've seen how Thor has really changed um, is you know, do we think that they're trying to, you know, kind of sideline them early and kind of put them into retirement? Do we think that they're, you know, trying to set them up for when we're going to need them again? How do you think or do you think maybe I'm just <laughs> making shit up? No, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily um, off the table, but it, it does feel a little bit like that. Like there's a lot of um, passing of the baton going on. You know, Hawkeye, uh, like Captain America, uh, like that the way that this movie ends, like I don't think Thor couldn't be around, but like he has other reasons to maybe sit certain things out. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's possible. I think they they're trying to really um, move things along to new characters and to like the younger guard. Um, but like I said, fucking Secret Wars, Chris Hemmer is going to be there. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. So, um, but that again, is that, is that the end game? Like when Clint and Ant-Man were in the first one, right? Like you have to get the other Avengers back because the team broke up. Like you got to get everybody back together. Like I, I think it's possible, but you know, we're not going to see the, was it 2025? Yep. So. Um, back to back. That's so. That feels weird to me. I, There'll be Deadpool in between those. People are saying. Mm. So we'll see because that did not get announced. But we'll see when that comes back around. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. 
All right. Well, uh, yeah, this was fun. I'm glad I finally saw it. Um, next MCU movie is Black Panther or Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a while, but we we have She-Hulk before then. Um, and maybe we'll do a She-Hulk episode. Maybe we'll do an Endor episode. We don't know yet. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be around. We're going to try to do some stuff. Um, but, you know, we're busy. So we're glad that we would be able to be back for a couple of things here in the summer. Um, if there's anything that you're like, are you guys going to do? Like, Please reach out to us. Yeah, like there's Lord of the Rings. And then we'll do it. Game of Thrones. There's other things coming up, but we'll see. Um, anyway. Uh, we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net and visit our website at www.longlostheroes.net. You can uh, follow us on the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. Uh, please leave us a rating and review. That would be great. We want to know what you that guys think. That would be think. great. Um, so yeah, let us know what you thought of Thor: Love and Thunder, Thor four, four Thor, uh, and uh, I don't think it's the last we'll see of of this character, but um, you know, it's, it's a, a good now one. his story has come full circle. Full and circle. Now he can move on to accomplish new story arcs in the future. Yes, with that sweet child of mine. Do dee dee do dee do dee. You should have that playing on the outro. That would be cool. I will try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care everybody. All Thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs>